Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to this very special edition of Right on Radio. Why is it special? Many reasons indeed. It's special because it is Christmas Eve and we've got a great show for you today. But before we get into the show, I just want to say Jesse will not be here today. She is under the weather. We're covering her in prayer. And in fact, at the end of this broadcast, I'm going to ask that you stick around to the end and make a short prayer with us to really bring her on. And because it's Christmas Eve, I thought, what a wonderful thing. I have a special guest I was bringing on because I was so inspired by a video she did yesterday. And she is a good friend of Jessie's Zaboder. And I thought, what a wonderful surprise. I was going to bring her in about 15 minutes after we started. We did a little bit of news, which I'm still going to do. But... When Jesse said she couldn't make it, I did ask Jesse, I said, Jesse, listen, the show is half yours. Can I still proceed with the show? Do you mind? And I said, I had this special guest. I had to let the cat out of the bag. She pulled out who it was. <laughs> she made me confess. So I did. And she goes, Jeff, go for it. Because I absolutely love this person I'm about to bring on. She was born with the name Tracy, but she is known in the greater circles as Matrix of Justice, because that is her Twitter handle. It is at Matrix of Justice, and you're going to want to follow her because she had a dream that is so fitting for this time. And we're going to explore it after we do a little bit of news because there is some good stuff happening out there right now. And we're not going to spend much time on I want to get to this dream. But if you follow her on Twitter, you can access the full 22-minute video of her dream from her feed. And also, it is available on Rumble if you look her up at Matrix of Justice, all one word, on Rumble. Let me bring her on without further ado. She did not know that she was going to end up being the guest host, and I saved the surprise, it turns out, for her, because I did not want her to back out of this wonderful experience that is planned for her today. She is so excited to be here. She's lighting up the screen already. Her name is Tracy, but as I said, she is at Matrix of Justice. Welcome to Right On Radio, Tracy. Good morning. Merry Christmas, Jeff. And a Merry Christmas to you. You know what? I'm so glad you said that. And of course, we're going to say it on Christmas Eve. But that reminds me of a thought. Before Donald J. Trump was elected, the 45th president of the United States, he said, we are going to make Christmas great again, and people will be saying Merry Christmas. Now, could that mean that there is something very special planned for this Christmas. I think some of the news we're going to look into today might reveal something. Some of it is speculation, but that's fun to do. <laughs> what say you, Tracy? I say bring on the early Christmas gifts. There, You always get the little Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve. Let's, let's hear it. Bring it on. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to run off just a few little newest items here, and I have to bring my notepad closer to my eyes because I secretly wear glasses when I'm <laughs> trying to read. Most of the time, actually, I, I really fight it, Tracy. I bought a 32-inch screen, so if you see me looking this way, it's because I see that screen bigger than the laptop. Well All right. <laughs> so I'm going to start out with this. Having said that he said we're going to make Christmas great again. A couple weeks ago, President Trump signed an executive order saying that Christmas Eve was now a holiday 
in the United States. That might just tie in with some of this other news. I'm going to come back to that point because I have a really interesting theoretical thing. And it, and it comes from me being a businessman and having read Trump's books and really looked up to him as a business person, uh, particularly in real estate. I've learned stuff from him from his real estate courses and stuff like that. So I really kind of followed him for a long time and have a lot of respect for him. So before I get into that, let me just say a couple other quick things. So there was a stimulus bill that Congress put out. It was the ultimate pork barrel. Fifty eight hundred pages and they give Congress an hour to read it. This is how Congress works. Trump vetoed it, but he went on, Tracy, and gave a four minute video and absolutely destroyed Congress. Like if we've been waking up to governors being corrupt, mayors being corrupt, the rhinos in the Republican Party, the judges that are being corrupted, all through this, you have to see it to believe it. And now the American people know exactly how Congress does it. And think of this, when there's foreign aid in there, you know a lot of that money is bouncing back to their pockets. Oh, yes. This is how it works. By the way, interesting, line number 17 in their pork barrel spending was a big raise for Congress. But you get 600 bucks. Oh, that seems fair, right? <laughs> we force you to take eight months off of work, but oh here's 600 bucks. Be thankful. Hmm. But mind you, Nancy Pelosi, when Trump gave us the biggest tax break in history, said, oh, that $1,000 bonus that companies are giving to peoples is just really crumbs. But be thankful. I'm giving you $600 of your own money back. <laughs> You can't make this up. Like, they're being exposed. The country has woken up, and that's why the selection, we have to be careful what we say on this program, Tracy, was an absolute landslide. So, in related news, with the selection, Trump tweeted that a special counsel is needed, and there is a lot of speculation, and the media has gone in overtime calling Sidney Powell a conspiracy theorist because they do not want her to be on the special counsel. She will have indictments before New Year's if she gets appointed today. <laughs> and don't forget, she's a military lawyer. Ooh. She is a military lawyer. Military tribunals are not as corrupt as civic trials with these judges. I'm just speculating. <laughs> Good speculation. Oh, one of the other things that was hidden, and, and I think I, I wish I could give credit to the person who discovered this. I forgot to write down their name, but someone was going through and, and you know, if you take a document like the, this spending bill and you do a search, you can search for certain words so you can find things really quick. They snuck in a little sentence in this 5,800-page bill that they wanted the president to sign, and it was simply this. I'm paraphrasing the sentence, but this is essentially what it said. The president shall not use the Insurrection Act. It was in there. I had heard that. So it was. They stuck it in? I, I saw the screen capture of it, so... You know, listen, someone could have typed up a document and put that in, but it seemed pretty legit to me. And, you know, it kind of sounds like a swampy thing that they would do. Yes. Right? Yes. So this is all very interesting. Now, the other thing that Donald Trump did a couple days ago was he signed another executive order. And don't forget the executive order from 2018 is still very much in play. And that's why they had to put in this line about the Insurrection Act. But Donald Trump signed an executive order saying that the special counsel Durham, because now he is a special counsel, and what's he investigating? The 2016 stuff, right? He now can use classified 
government documents in front of a grand jury. So he has full access to things. Oh, and guess who one of the one of the people who is declassifying stuff for Durham to use is who, who? Ezra Watnick Cohen. Oh, boom. This is the guy that they are scared of. So now, in support of all of this, oh, and one more, one more thing. Actually, I got a couple more. I'm deceiving. It's good. Keep them coming. Just, I, I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> okay. So General Flynn, the People's General, mm. he has been sending out since he's been released and pardoned he's been tweeting out some great stuff particularly in support of Sidney Powell and claim calling for her to become the special counsel on the elections but he sent out a tweet yesterday with two flags blowing in the wind at night and the two flags were the lower one was troops for Trump and the one above that obviously is the American flag but was what was in the background that got people like me excited? Because in the background, Tracy, were two lanterns in the night. Now, if this is a revolutionary war that we are fighting, and we are at war right now, going back to the revolutionary war, there was that famous scene of the two lanterns in the tower and it was one lantern on if by land two lanterns if by sea so are we being attacked in a naval conflict right now no hmm. but i think the way i interpret it is we are being attacked from overseas that's interesting I, and by the way, they said in the DNI D class, the overview of the record of the selection was that we were interfered by Russia, Iran, and the CCP. Mm -hmm. So I would say that qualifies as overseas. Yes, triply qualifies as overseas. <laughs> okay. So how does all this tie in? So, we think about the intelligence D class for Durham. We think of, oh, another Trump tweet. His tweets are so funny. He's the <laughs> ultimate troll. You see the one about, I hope we don't find extraterrestrial life because Congress will want to fund them too. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is so funny. Um, <laughs> So he also tweeted something with, because there was an attack uh, by Iran. No Americans were killed, but there was an attack. And there were three missiles that did not detonate. And there's a picture of these three rockets, I should say, not missiles. And Jesse did a really great decode on this. Because if you, op if you open up the image closely and examine the rockets, you can see the labels, the stamps that are on them. And they're Iranian rockets made in China. Oh. And they're stamped 2016. <laughs> now, wow. what is Durham investigating? 2016, right? Yeah. Now, Melania Trump had an interesting tweet by the way thank you jesse she jesse sends a lot of the intel if, if you think i'm coming up with all the news and stuff like that jesse's sending me a lot of stuff and i just kind of take the lead in the conversation because that's the way the program works um and it's not because that's my choice i've actually asked jesse jesse and she's agreed she's going to take the hosting position one of these days but she's not comfortable leading off uh typically she likes to respond so, but we're, but I'm going to get her out of her comfort zone, just like I've done with you today, Tracy. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so Melania has been tweeting pictures of the White House, the Christmas decorations, and 
Man, she is so gifted. Everything she does is perfect. I'm telling you, she is such a beautiful soul, beautiful exterior, obviously, uh, beautiful interior. You can tell she is the real deal. And I love that, you know, she got up to the podium before Trump was elected and said the Lord's Prayer. That says a lot to me because, you know, that takes some guts to do it. And remember, we're going to make Christmas great again. Could it be this year? So here's what Melania tweeted. She tweeted a picture of a Christmas tree. Now that's not unusual. She's been, there's you know, hundreds of Christmas trees throughout the White House. But Tracy, this one wasn't decorated. No decorations. No decorations. And it was a shot from below looking up the tree. Now what kind of trees are typically a Christmas tree? Evergreens. They're evergreens. So what was unusual about this particular photo was it was an evergreen, undecorated, and it was hanging by rope from the ceiling in the White House. Now, evergreen has a couple, when I hear that word, there's a couple things that come to mind. Uh, we know that the shipping containers, evergreen, have been well, I guess they, they were, there's allegations that they are used for human trafficking. But also, there was a first lady of the United States who became a secretary of state, and her secret service name was Evergreen. <laughs> so this is all coming out on Christmas Eve. Now... Back to my make Christmas great again theory. Why would Trump make Christmas Eve a holiday? That's unusual. No one else has done it. Christmas is already a holiday. Why add the second day? You give me permission to give pure speculation. This just came to me this morning. Yes, because your speculation is awesome. So Trump is a businessman, right? Mm -hmm. Now, keep that in mind, because that's what—that's really what feeds this whole theory. Now, Sidney Powell, who might be special counsel, has been going around saying, you know, in one signature, Trump could have every one of these voting machines confiscated and taken a look at. He could do it all at once. But we know that, you know, there's been subpoenas for them and the legislatures have been refusing to cooperate with subpoenas. By the way, how do you get to be above the law when you get into politics? Because if I was subpoenaed, I think I'd have to go <laughs> or, or cooperate, right? But, you know, Hillary can uh, can certainly burn all her stuff and bleach bit and all that. That's okay. Different set of rules. Yeah. That's coming to an end. I'm telling you. This is coming to an end. So we have three rockets, boom, 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 2016. We have the Durham report. We have Sidney Powell saying we got to take these servers, but there's been so much opposition to getting the servers. But Sidney Powell says Trump can do it in the stroke of a pen. How do you remove the opposition? There's no one at the building. <laughs> it's a holiday. Now, Trump is a businessman. If it's Christmas Day, he probably has to pay double time or triple time. I'm betting today is only time and a half. <laughs> He's really looking out for your money. <laughs> okay, that's wild speculation. It's wonderful speculation, and I and I really like the symbolism of the of the three missiles rockets. That it's kind of like, and all three of them are duds. They're duds, and, and so wow, you know what? That's really good. But now <laughs> put all this stuff together, and if even a portion of what I've commented on here come true, this could be the greatest Christmas. Yes. And by the way, Tracy, in my house, I think this is shaping up to be the greatest Christmas ever. That's and good. I'm going to tell you why. Because 
for many years, and, and listen, my, my daughter is, you know, uh, 25 now. So, you know, it isn't the flood of Christmas presents that I needed and stuff, but I have nieces and nephews and everything. This is the first year since in probably 40 years in my life that I have not done any shopping. None. None. Now, my wife did go out and do some shopping, so there there are some gifts. Uh, it's not much, but this Christmas is not about gifts. And, you know, people in my family will get something. I'm not going to say what it is because they might be listening. And <laughs> Christmas is tomorrow. But you know what? The reason for the season is really going to shine in my house this year. That's good. That's it's right. not about material. And I think most of the world is waking up to that. And I really think there's something special that's happening. And you think about this gr great conjunction in the, the star of Bethlehem and, you know, all the different things. And plus what God has promised through his prophets uh, for this time. And uh, I, I just think there's something really special going to happen. So let it be so. I pray in the Lord's name. Amen. All right. So let's get to your dream because, you know, I was, before doing this show, I'm thinking I want to do something Christmassy. You know, it's Christmas. It's a special time of year. And your dream wasn't really necessarily about Christmas, but the tie-ins are incredible. And just so, and just for clarity, so I heard, I watched the whole video, and I thought this is really something wonderful. And I, I wish Jesse was feeling better because she would have so much fun with this. Uh, it really would. But the audience must suffer uh, along sometimes <laughs> with without <laughs> Jesse. And uh, but we have a great person in her stead today, Tracy. Tell me about your dream. <laughs> This, this dream was an important one. I knew it was important because I woke up from it. It wasn't just a passing little pizza dream. It, it, I popped awake right after I had it. But in, in the dream, I was in the kitchen of my house and I was there with a man and I knew that in the dream that this man is my husband. And he's washing the dishes, I'm drying the dishes. And it was somewhere between, you know, like gooping around and having fun and drying this dish that I look down and I realize that I have this giant belly. I'm like, oh my goodness. It just, it was such a shock. And I looked at him and I said, oh, the baby's coming tomorrow. We have absolutely nothing. We haven't prepared for anything. We have no diapers, no food, no crib. We don't have anything. And it, right then I said, we have to leave now. We have to go now to the store and we have to get everything that, that we need. And uh, he was completely supportive of that. Didn't look entirely shocked, like, oh, the baby's coming tomorrow. Uh, but I had this, uh, I didn't have panic. I didn't feel panic, but it was this sense like, oh, like I missed out. I missed out on being pregnant. It was like, what happened? All of a sudden, I must be pregnant, and tomorrow I'm giving birth. I haven't prepared at all. I haven't done anything. And so it just had that that sense on the inside of me. <laughs> like, oh no. So for the audience, you currently do not have a husband, and you're currently not pregnant. Yes. But right before Christmas, you get this dream about having a baby and not being prepared. Yes. <laughs> okay. I wonder if someone else was given that at any point in history, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think, so, yeah. <laughs> talk, about, talk about Mary and her cousin, because what you said in your video was really encouraging, I think. And, and I think there's a greater message that I want to pull out of this. So oh. talk about that, and then we can get into the different the, the trimesters as well. But let's first talk about, you know, well, it's not really, we'll call it this day in history. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, uh, you know, the 20, over 2,000 years ago, the angel came to Mary and said, you're going to have a baby. And she hasn't known a man. 
take it from there. So yes, Mary receives the angel Gabriel, gives her this wonderful proclamation that troubled her. The scripture says when, when he announced it to her, like, hi, you know, Mary, you have found favor with the Lord and you are, um, you're going to give birth to the son of God. And she doesn't know quite how to respond to that, you know, other than how is this going to be? Like he said, um, I have not known a man how it's going to be. And God explains through the angel Gabriel exactly how it's going to go, uh, going to go down. But I, the 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 takeaway for me really, when the Lord was starting to show this and really taking a deeper look into this, was that He brought up Mary's cousin Elizabeth, and He. It was just so encouraging because not only um, did he tell her exactly how this process was going to go, of how she was going to have the son of God, and but he also said, I'm currently doing a totally impossible thing with your cousin. Your cousin is old in years and even she is in her sixth month. So you have these two impossibilities staring each other in the face and God just comes in and goes, you know, just sword right through it and says, no, this is exactly how this is going to happen. And I'm giving you someone who is going to be your birthing buddy who has walked along ahead of the path on this thing that you're nervous about. So she's got the wisdom and the experience and she can help you and encourage you along. And so that's what we kind of find ourselves doing when the Lord is birthing something new within us is if we can get alongside someone else who's been through it, it's not as scary. Uh, it's uh, the kind of the what to expect when you're expecting and you don't miss out on the process and all the goodies that are tucked in there along the way. So I'm going to come back to what you said about having the comfort of the, you know, the, the two impossibilities coming together at once. Cause I think there's a really important message in that, but you just said something else. that's important. And what's important to me uh, to convey to this audience uh, a big part of what I do I, I've mentioned on the program before that I've studied stewardship and what God says about stewardship he mentioned stewardship over 2,000 times in the New Testament and he only mentions you know faith 200 times he only mentions heaven 200 times but stewardship seems to be really important so that's why I thought it would study by and study it and one of the things that came out of that studying is, first of all, who you are in Christ. Mm. You are, and I'll speak to you directly at, at this time, Tracy, you are a daughter of the King. Now, the world goes crazy because everything is upside down. But imagine if you're at a restaurant and... Melania Trump walks in and Donald Trump walks in or the Queen of England walks in. In fact, let's use the Queen as a better example because she's been heralded or the Pope or, you know, all the... But how much more important are you? You're a daughter of the Lord Most High. Amen. So why would everyone clap for these people? They should be clapping for you, Tracy. <laughs> you should be drawing the crowds but what that's what i'm getting at so you are meant to what what does the daughter or a son of the king do they expand the kingdom and they do the kingdom's business yes now what is the kingdom's business well first of all god is working to this day god is a worker if you think you're going to go to heaven and float on a cloud and listen to angels play harp, you know, that's not, you're going to have assignments. <laughs> you are going to be working because God is working even at this time. And so we're called to work. And most time where you were called to extend the kingdom is in the marketplace. Where do you see the bulk of people 
And what's important to the Lord is people. Where do you spend most of your time? Most people, it's in the marketplaces, in your work. Now, what Tracy is saying in this dream is something new could be being birthed in you. And I believe we're coming into a new time financially. I'm going to do a whole show on this coming up. Uh, but we're going to come into a new time and we're going to have to enact the kingdom principles because it's much different from everything you have been taught in the real world. The devil has this thing upside down and backwards. <laughs> we're coming into a new time. And so to accelerate the kingdom in the marketplace as a son or daughter, first of all, you're called to really be in charge. Okay, we are called to get into places of government. We're called to be captains of industry. We are called to be the charity to the poor. It's not supposed to be relying on government. Government is, when they supply checks to the poor, they've become God. Hence the great reset. Think about it for a second. The world system becomes your God, your provider not God above. So how do we do this? Well, you can just read the Bible and go it on your own. But a more successful way is to have a mentor. If you want to go up really quick, you go to someone who has done it before. If you're pregnant, you want to know to expect what to expect. You talk to other pregnant ladies who have <laughs> been through this and say, oh, so it's not unusual that my head is praying to the porcelain throne every morning. <laughs> you know, that's okay. It's exactly natural. <clears throat> you go to someone who's been there before. Now, in terms of stewardship and the kingdom economy, we call that discipleship. Mm-hmm. We are called to disciple other people. So if you're doing something like it in my business, if someone wants to know about it, it isn't trade secrets. Well, maybe there are a couple of things I'll keep to myself because I want to keep my business unique. But for instance, you know, I will teach people how to go and buy real estate using other people's money. There, there's lots of money out there. It's easy to do. I will do that. It's not like you're going to, you know, I'm going to run out of houses that I can buy. You know, it's not like that. There's lots. There's enough for everybody. And we're (laughs) called to do stuff like that. So it's discipleship and mentorship. So when you're in a position to disciple someone or mentor them, you should do it. When you need a mentor or you want to get up the ladder faster, if you want to find the answers, Go to someone, humble yourself, ask them. Because to mentor someone, to disciple someone is not a work. It's a joy. Yes, it is. It really is a joy when you can lift others up. (laughs) So let's continue on this because you had some really interesting thing about the three trimesters, Tracy. Yes, um, in the in the in the passage from from the Gospel of Luke, uh, talking about Jesus's birth foretold, uh, that's where the Lord showed me that there were the, the the three different trimesters that were stuck in that passage, and and uh, the first one was the actual birth announcement, and that's what Mary had received. The angel Gabriel came and. The angel Gabriel might not come for what <laughs> the Lord is is going to announce over our lives per se, but there is an announcement. There is a proclamation that happens, and that is the first. The first trimester is receiving that proclamation that's been made over your life and realizing that God is birthing something with you. And if he is making this announcement over your life, then clearly, just as the angel said to Mary, you have found favor with God and he chose you 
for a very specific work, a very specific kingdom business, like you were saying, that he wants you to carry out to expand the kingdom, to be that ambassador that announces the Lord and what he's done. And um, secondly, in that that announcement... Well, let, let, me jump, let me jump in there, Tracy, sure. because, you know, perhaps you are being called to a new thing in your life. It's usually a gut feeling. And you'll know it because it's a strong feeling in your gut. Also, it might make you uncomfortable, but it's something you'll enjoy. You might think it's too hard for you. So you gave an example, actually, in, in uh, you know, you might be called to write a book. Maybe that's it. You might be called to start a new business. You might be called to do something else and... and and by the way, if you're getting called to start a new business, that does not mean you quit your job. Yes. Amen. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's the right thing to do. Uh, you know, burn your boats, they say. And you, but you better have strong will and a good business plan, a really good business plan and some money behind you to do that. Yes. But so if someone's going into a business like, you know, uh, okay, uh, you know, I work in a, in a store or something like that, hypothetical. But, I, you know, I've always enjoyed gardening and, uh, and working outside, and I feel like I'm being called to a landscape business. How could that be extending the kingdom? Well, first of all, your income might go up because you, you, if you're working for, in a job, you probably have a cap. But if you have your own business, you can expand and have hundreds of trucks and stuff like that and be making it. So how do you glorify God in a, in a landscape business. Well, I would suggest you don't decorate your truck with all kinds of religious symbols, first of all. <laughs> That's not the way to do it, because how many Muslims are going to hire your company if you're doing that? Right. You glorify them by doing excellent work. Yes. Excellent. Better than your com competitors. Don't forget, you're a son or daughter of the king. And this is any business. So you go up above and beyond. You have super high ethics in doing this. And that's how you minister to someone. And by the way, when you're shining, people will ask, what, what is it about you, Tracy? What, yeah, listen, how come you're always laughing? How come you're always smiling? Doesn't the world suck? You know, did, didn't you watch the six o'clock news? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? So I think many people who listen to this broadcast in particular are being called to a new thing. Ask for counsel and people who are doing that. Okay? By the way, this does not mean you go to your family necessarily and ask. <laughs> the fa your family and your friends who know nothing about that business might give you the worst advice because they think they've seen you fail at something else before, or they've seen you right. do this, but maybe you weren't called to that. Maybe you're called to this. So go to the persons who are doing the thing that you're called for. Okay, trimester number one. Number two, Tracy. Oh, that's, so, that's so good, that's so good. I, I wanna say thanks for that wisdom because in uh, churchianity, sometimes we hear some really odd things that come from the pulpit and they set people up for failure. And that was so much wisdom um, about moving forward through that process and not, you know, not just going, oh, I'm just going to faith it and I'm going to faith it until I make it. Have a plan, have yeah. some SOPs, you know, have the money together. It's just, it's, it's so much wisdom. And I come from a background of um, commercial finance for small businesses and so i understand what you're oh, saying having you... gone through so many startup businesses with folks and and being that midwife to take them through that process so yes oh my goodness you such make such a great point and i'm glad you brought it up because so one of the things i've done in my life tracy so if you think i'm wise and thank you for that uh, it's because I was wise enough to get mentors. I, I And I still have mentors. I have mentors in many different areas of my life, areas that are important in my life. 
and you know really the the one who discipled me into this uh following stewardship and by the way one of the guys i follow kind of my ultimate mentor his name is dennis peacock and a lot of the stuff i do comes from him he's probably the greatest mind in the world with this and and there's a guy earl pitts on the money side who i really look forward to they have they have multiple books multiple things you can search them out uh and find them online but oh what, what was i going to say with the uh the mentor oh yes the thing that I was going to say is, you know, don't, don't faith it. Because you said that, you have to have a plan. So one of, one of my, uh, Tim is his name. And uh, this guy really, my life changed when I met Tim. And I was at the lowest point in my life. I, I had no money. <laughs> like I was, and, and by the way, I was living a high life and then down to nothing. So shocker, when you become born again and you were making your money off of sin, the Lord just kind of dismantles your life <laughs> and it was the best time of my life actually wonderful but he said to me because i would think okay well what am i gonna do now i can't do what i was doing before i was making money off of you know hosting yeah. sin <laughs> like it just, i was throwing very secular concerts and you know i was edging out my competitors by being a little bit more evil than them i'll just confess that and, uh, and allowing some stuff to happen. And, you know, it was it was bad. So I said, well, maybe I'll do this, you know. And he goes, okay, well, where's your plan? Well, And I'm thinking, well, I'm working my faith. I, God's given me these gifts to do it. I can just do it. I'm confident. And he goes, hold on a second. He goes, you mean to tell me you'll put together a 30-page proposal to go to the bank and ask for money, but you won't put together business plan for God. Wow. You want God to look at your business plan. He's the one who's going to tell the bank yes or no. It isn't them making the decision. It's him. He is your provider. So don't just faith it. You're going to go to God. You better have a plan and you better make it the best plan of your life because you're going to the king. Yes. I'm about to run around my room. This is so good. People we'll just pause for a quick commercial event. <laughs> this this broadcast is brought to you by. <laughs> All right. So sorry. Point number two. I think we were there. <laughs> this is how it goes sometimes. It's good. It's good. It go. It goes with the flow. We follow the wind. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't follow it. I go against it most of the time. Okay, so you're By the way, that's good business advice too. When all the winds are going this way, you have to be good, but go against what everyone else is doing. If you can pull that off, my dear, that's risky. You better know what you're doing. You better have the willpower because, you know, if you're going against the wind, you have things, forces pushing against you. That's you right. Have to, you have to know why you're doing it. And when you know why you're doing it, really know why you're doing it, it becomes your willpower and you can go against the wind and you'll have tremendous success. Oh, yes. Oh, that's good. So where are we? We're at trimester two. Is that where we are? Yes. <laughs> All this fun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. So um, the, the next trimester is it's a time of questions and confirmations because it takes us a few months when God speaks to us about something to go, okay, I have this idea or I feel this, this desire to do whatever it is, fill in the blank. And uh, so it just, it takes a while for that to wash over us and really get into our spirit. And we're like, okay, yes, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then comes the onslaught of the, how is this going to happen? You know, is there enough money? Do you have the resources? Like just the, any number of questions. And sometimes the negative comments from like you mentioned, like well-meaning people and family that might give you all the reasons why it won't work, or maybe you're not cut out, um, you know, cause you failed in that Mary Kay business so long ago. Hello. And, and they just, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 kind of hold that in their in their in their memory 
And uh, that next trimester is really, it's kind of the most beautiful one because if we are, if we're listening to the Lord through that process, he's going to give us all of the how this is going to go, just like he did with Mary. Like, okay, all right, step one, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you and then you're going to be overshadowed by the Most High and then boom, 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 boom. Like, this is how it's going to happen. And then before she can even go, eh, he's still saying, you know, your cousin Elizabeth, who's old, she's already six months into this thing. So like, you're going to be okay, but it's good because you have those, those questions of your heart. And then he brings, he answers them, but he brings the confirmations to you and the wisdom of how he's going to lead you through it. And if we don't overthink and try to figure it all out on our own and we maintain that that yieldedness to him he will take us through the process and not kill us in the process <laughs> you do not want to have analysis paralysis i was thinking that yeah remember if uh, a few episodes ago we did the thing on strategic planning so you have to come up with the big umbrella plan, knowing that your tactical plans, the day-to-day, -day, when you start a business or, or any new venture, you're going to have stuff thrown at you that you don't expect. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. And you have to be able to roll with the punches, but you never take your eyes off of the major strategic goals of what you want to get. And as long as you accomplish that every, in every little battle, and you're going to lose some, you will lose some. And, and by the way, this is where most entrepreneurs fail. Mm. When you're really close, when you're 80% of the way to accomplishing the greatest thing that you've planned out, every single entrepreneur runs into what I call them barriers. Yes. And when you're at that barrier, if you can picture, you know, your, your, the starting line is here, the end is here. And you're just going to go, 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 go. And you're, you're that close. And that's where the barrier comes. And most people quit. The battle's been too hard. I can't get past this one. And all you have to do is get past that barrier. And you walk into the promised land. You're there. But most people fail because that barrier, it's a real wall. Yes. It's a real wall. So here's something that will help you get past that. First of all, I'm going to go back. Know why you are doing it. If you don't know really why you're doing it, and by the way, whatever it is, don't do it for the money. The money will come. If you do it for the money, you're not going to have money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> know your why. Why? Because I want to help families. I want to help this. I, I want to do this. I want to. I want to give more in my church. I want to. If you if you plan giving into your master plan, the Lord's going to more easily grant that to you. Let me just say that. Pro tip. <laughs> yes. Pro tip. So you have to know your why. And it becomes your will. You get past it. Now, here's a secret. Every time you get a major problem, problems should make you smile. Because problems are opportunities for power. You want to get more power in this world? Solve more problems. So if a problem comes to you, rejoice. <laughs> this is it. Oh, yeah. We're going up. Like, we're going on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and, and by the way, if you're working at a job and your boss keeps giving you, you know, what they call the crap stuff, yeah, give it to me. I'm gonna do this better than anybody. I'm gonna get past that. I'm gonna start solving the problems. Guess what? All of a sudden, you're not working right next to the boss mm -hmm. because you're solving the problems where everyone else is like, uh, hey, listen, I just want to get my work done and go home at five. You know, okay, I, I, here's my work. I do my work. Okay, no. This guy or girl solves problems. That brings you power, I'm telling you. Okay, number three. <laughs> oh, that's so good, I don't wanna move on. It's just too good, there's some, oh, there's so many. Okay, if you wanna say something on it. <laughs> it's, 
uh, well, it, it, it is just, um, just tantamount to, to doing anything with the Lord to have that, have that plan in place and, and plan those things into the overarching scheme of what you are doing. And it's like, it's inroads for him to bring what you need resources and people and connections and, you know, finances, know-how mentors. Uh, I, I, I love, I have wonderful mentors and then I mentor other people. Uh, and it's, it's the, I call it, it's the wisdom from failures. That's what I, that's what I tell folks. I'm like, allow me to give you the wisdom from my failures. Every time that I have fallen flat on my face doing something, uh, you know, cause I'm, I'm an all in kind of gal. So I've done some real faith it, you know, like, let's just do this. And you know, now it just doesn't work out that way. <laughs> we think it would. And, um, but having, having the excellence, um, uh, praying and ha having that excellence in all that you do. And I love what you said about even in the most menial tasks, like I've cleaned, I've cleaned the church. I have done the things that nobody really, you know, wants to do and scrub the toilets. And when you have that attitude of excellence and I am serving the Lord in this thing, whatever it is, regardless of how mundane it is, if you are serving the Lord doing it and you're, I mean, you're glorifying him and you're bringing so much of the atmosphere of heaven into your workplace that everyone else is feeling it. It's so wonderful. So wonderful. Oh my goodness. Um, and uh, now for the third trimester and it's, you know, if, Je if Jesse were here, if Jesse were here, the good news is she would be able to share the legitimacy of what it's like to actually give birth because I never have yet. God gives me the dream about being pregnant. I'm like, I haven't been pregnant before. Um, but this third trimester uh, is responding in faith to him. You know, a faith pleases God. And I, being a dad, when you're showing your child the way and you watch them walk in that way, walk down that path and they are listening to your guidance and you're so proud of them, you're so excited for them. Uh, and in the same token, you have comfort in your heart because when they're listening to your voice and they're taking your wisdom, they're not getting hurt in the process. Now there might be some stumbling, but if we're responding in faith to what we're doing <coughs> and we are watching what the Lord is doing in others, uh, sometimes, sometimes we talk too much and sometimes we need to just be still and watch what God is doing through other people in other people and go, okay, I, God, uh, dad, I would like that, please. May I please also have that wisdom or that strategy or, you know, that know-how um, and just responding to faith, just like Mary did a at the end of, you know, the angel Gabriel, like, I don't even know how this beautiful woman didn't fall on her face as if dead. When <laughs> the angel Gabriel appears is like, hi, you found favor. You're going to give birth to the son of God. And here's how it's going to happen. Your cousin Elizabeth, she's pregnant too. And so, yeah, this is how it's going to go. And Mary, instead of going, you know, bonkers inside of her head, just goes, be it unto me according to your will. And just in faith, just, okay, let's do this thing. Let's do it. And I trust that you're going to guide me through it. Uh, my goodness. <laughs> what, what a gift. We need to pull from from that gift, from, from her story um, of what she went through and say, hey, if she did that, clearly we can write a book, start a business, you know, whatever it may be, we can do it because he's with us and he's gifted us to do it. And he's called you to do it and you know it from inside. Not not everyone's going to get an angel saying, uh, by the way, you're supposed to uh, open a laundromat. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> All right. So how does all this tie in together? This Christmas story, this Christmas dream, the news that we started out with, how does it all tie in together? Well, I think 
that this isn't about the selection. The selection, so I'm not getting censored, <laughs> is more about you, the listening audience. God's, al- God's already ordained the winner of this, and we know who the winner is. It was a landslide. They, the enemy has put up things to mock us, because if you think that the opponent was a serious opponent, it just wasn't. It's an absolute landslide, but the enemy's mocking, said, look, I run, the, this is my kingdom, and that's what it's about. But the battle in the heavenlies is already finished. The battle here in the physical still needs to manifest. And that's where you are called. And this ties into if you're starting a new thing, but also with the selection. Because you, the listening audience, have a duty in this. And your duty is to be faithful in it. Mary was faithful. And so when you think of what, if my duty is faith, well, what is it? Well, faith is the belief in things yet unseen. How do you believe in things yet unseen? We don't see, well, some people do, Jesse does sometimes, the battle in the heavenlies. But there is a real battle. It's real. It's as real as what we're going through in the physical, if not more real. This is temporal. That is eternal. And it's going on. So how do we believe in it? And how are we to exercise our faith? Well, first of all, whimsical little prayers, and and I'm guilty of this as well, are not cutting it at this time. This world, everything is online. All the marble, this is for all the marbles. Like, you know, we're going to either be under the new world order in relatively short period of time, like months, not years, or we're going to go into a time of great prosperity and and awakening and all these inventions. There's over 6,000 inventions that have been hidden from the public that can be released. We could have a whole new world. Now it's going to be very temporary, this time of blessing that we'll come into. But, you know, just like the Israelites, and I keep going back to the Exodus, we, you know, if we make the false statues, uh, we can walk around that mountain for 40 years and we can go into slave camps and we can do things or we can keep our eyes focused on God. And he wants, he's testing you, the person listening to this right now, to see where your faith is. Because if he sees you as having great faith, then I pray in my life and for my family and for you, Tracy, and for Jesse, that he finds us of great faith because I've also said on this program, and I believe it, I've seen so many confirmations of this, we're going back to the first church. We're going back to the Acts of the Apostles. Tracy's going to walk by a person who's homeless and just say, stand up. And, you know, they'll have new clothes. And, you know, miracles can happen. The blind can see again. And all this stuff is coming. So how do you have faith? This is the question. We can be faithful and we can pray. You can be religious and be faithful and pray and get you know your religious ornaments and hold them in a certain way and do things like that but that's you know and by the way if you do that i don't think it's a bad thing um i'm just saying that that there's a difference between faithful and religious and having faith so to have faith the belief in things yet unseen like the determination of this selection like completing your business plan and if you've never done a business plan that could be well that's too difficult for me well, there's your barrier. There's your problem you got to solve. Solve that problem. You'll be on your way. Follow these three trimesters that Tracy has said, because she's actually laid out, I think, a, a plan from heaven for you listening. I really think it's a plan from heaven. Um, so the, how do we have our faith? The fact that you have faith is the evidence of your faith. Now, I didn't get that from myself. That's in the Bible. And I actually heard someone say it this morning when I was doing some studying and listening to some scriptures and stuff like that. But your faith is actually the evidence because you cannot generate your own faith. 
faith, you can ask God for faith. And that's when you ask him in your life, that's what happens. He comes into you, but faith is actually under his control. The more you press in, the more you ask for it because you're a free agent, the more he'll give you. But faith actually comes from him. And the fact that you have faith at all is the evidence that the battle's already been won, that there is things going on. He is in control. You don't have to see him. If you have faith, you have the evidence. Now we'll just watch it manifest. So that's a great message, I think, for, for Christmas Eve. Yes, it is. What a gift. Wow. I didn't plan to end that. That, that came out. It just I've thought of it. That, and so this, we don't plan out these shows that extensively. <laughs> I gotta, gotta say, now I do a lot of prep. I do a lot of studying and things like that. You know, I don't want to tell the audience that this is an effortless program because it's not. <laughs> it's certainly not without effort. But you know, Tracy, we uh, so I. The way we started this is the way Jesse and I do it every day. To tell tell what the show prep was like. Oh, what it was! Oh, so it was wonderful. You did. You you gave me the entire like. Here's how it's gonna go. So I knew uh, you were managing my expectations, and <laughs> did it very well. And it was fun. And I learned a bunch. I learned a bunch. They, As I did from you. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm adopting you as another mentor. So every show I've been wanting to go back and listen to those business ones in particular. I'm like, I need to write down my notes. All right. Here's a pro tip. I should say this off air. No, I'm going to say it off air. <laughs> it's, it's too dangerous for me to say on air, but I'll give you a pro tip. <laughs> All right. Listen, this has been wonderful. You've done fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. It's a, it's a privilege being here. I completely miss, I miss Jesse like the Dickens, but. Oh, uh, yes. But I have something in mind. When I go to take holidays, because you've done so well, you and Jesse can do shows without me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that would be, that would be fun. And I bet you we would get record listenership at the time. So, Lord, let it be so. I think that would be amazing. You two could do a show. Um, that would be that would be a real gift, uh, and be a gift not only to me but to the audience. I, I really believe that. So, thank you for joining. Before we go, uh, we do have to pray for for Jesse. Uh, we don't have to. We want to. Yes. And. Uh, so before the show, during the prep, so the prep was uh, basically I have like five or six quick news sentences, news items, and then we're going to talk about the dream. And then Tracy and I both prayed for you, the audience, and for Jesse. But this time, actually, would you be okay with praying? Oh, sure. That would, I, would, I would love to. And then, and, then, and then you can add in anything that, <laughs> if I leave any gaps, there we go. <laughs> All right. Lord, we thank you that we had this time together on Christmas Eve in the year 2020 uh, to be together, to learn, to receive wisdom from you. We thank you for that time and that it is completely blessed and it's going to manifest inside of us. And Lord, especially for Jessie, we thank you for the humility that is upon her life for everything that she has walked through. And she has set her face like flint, knowing that she would not be put to shame. And so we pray for her healing, her mind, body, spirit, soul, everything, all of the above. We thank you and honor you for her life, for who she is, for what she is doing. And um, for my brother, Jeff here also, God, for the, the work that you are doing and all of them um, to bring fourth revelation in a really amazing awesome fun way so god we bless them we bless jesse we bless jeff uh and all of their all of their endeavors that they are doing because they are being amazing stewards and expanding the kingdom of the most high god in jesus name amen amen and i just want to continue the prayer and i thank you for jesse i thank you for for bringing her into our lives collectively as she is such a gem and 
We've been praying for this healing for her for a couple weeks now. God, you haven't done that miracle yet. Uh, it, she's had some improvements, but, you know, she comes on here and she's been smiling the last couple weeks to the audience, but she has actually been very, very uncomfortable. And God, there's so many arrows coming at her because as you are, she is special in your eyes. She's special in the audience's eyes and, and the enemy knows she's special as well. So Father, she has a lot more resistance than most of us could ever experience. So we just pray that you surround her with your angels at this time. Father God, you surround her, you minister healing into her and just make her complete and give her the greatest Christmas. And for the audience and everyone listening to this particular, who can hear the sound of my voice, I'm praying for you right now that may that new thing be birthed in your life. May this come into a brand new season. Let it bring joy and abundance in your life so that you may give abundantly as well. I pray this over you and I pray for the joy to shine through your life to all those that encounter you. And one of the things, thank you, Jesus. I'll just close with this. One of the one of the things I thought of when you were praying, and I didn't expect to say this, but I freely admit that I'm a sinner. And one of the gifts I'm going to give to God this Christmas is I'm going to repent. And I repent often, but I'm going to really, really repent with some intention this Christmas in honor of my Lord and what he did for me. So I encourage you, the audience, to do that as well. Tracy, this has been fun. This has been fun. This has been a blast. What a great Christmas. <laughs> will, will you come on again? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, keep dreaming then. <laughs> I've got journals. Yep, we're good. <laughs> By the way, your your dream husband, was he dreamy? He was very dreamy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Tracy. Listen, thank I want to just say Merry Christmas to you. Make this the best Christmas ever. Increase your faith. Increase your joy. And don't forget, love your God. Love your family. Love your neighbors. And make a difference in your community. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.